0: Welcome to the Life Jacket Podcast. This is your host, Majesty. I'm here to wade through the water of life and avoid joining it all. I hope you'll join me. Welcome to the show. Today's topic is definitely a more serious topic. Um, Well, last episode was pretty serious, but this is something that always brings an awkward silence when people talk about it it's something that I definitely have a lot of experience with Um, although at times I am ashamed to admit that I have experience with this and that's what makes this sort of a more difficult episode for me but I'm gonna go with it and I hope that you know you'll just flow with me today's episode is going to be about suicide um it's something that affects people around the globe it doesn't matter what your your gender is your socioeconomic status it doesn't matter if you're married single if you're a parent not a parent suicide does not discriminate and there are so many people who are suffering in silence and ultimately take their own lives and it's something that I've thought about doing myself Um, I tend to have these chronic um, these chronic passive suicidal tendencies where and we'll get into the different types of suicidal ideations but for me basically I struggle with these thoughts long term Um, it's basically in a place where you know I'm not in danger and I'm not going to take my own life tomorrow but it's something that I think about and I wrestle with on a daily basis for weeks months at a time Um, and it's something that's really uncomfortable it's something that I hate it's This tug of war within myself between, you know, trying to find a reason to stay here um, and also thinking that I will be better off dead. Um, Thinking that I'm tired of going through the things that I go through on a daily basis. I'm tired of being what I feel um, is a burden on everyone else, although that's more so um, mental illness talking and not really something that's a reality. Um, for context, I have a I do have a mental illness. Um, that mental illness is called. Schizoaffective disorder, and in a nutshell, it is a combination of schizophrenia and a mood disorder. And so I go through a lot of things with that. Um, I honestly have a difficult time day to day, and that really can snowball into something that is really big after a while. Um, And that that has actually driven me to make a suicide attempt. Um, It has been about five years now, four or five years since that attempt. Um, And sometimes, I'm going to be honest, sometimes I'm glad I survived and other times I'm not. Um, I feel like I'm kind of stuck in this cycle of being better for a while and then coming back to a certain place where it just feels like I'm in a hole, um, that I can't get out of. And I try all the time to be, to be really positive and to be, Um, to be hopeful for the future and don't get me wrong, I'm not, you know, down in the dumps all the time and I'm, it's not all doom and gloom, but it's kind of when I get to that certain place, it just feels like it's never ending and it feels like it's always going to be that way. Even if that's not really true and it's not true at all when that happens, but it's really that mental illness talking, um, that depression talking, and it's just one of those things I have to fight all the time. So I wanted to just briefly talk about it for a while in hopes that we can normalize what's going on because a lot of times i feel like people who attempt suicide or commit suicide are labeled as lazy or selfish or weak um and other things like that i wanted to evoke compassion and i wanted to spread awareness and let people know that it's really a lot more complex than people think it is. So um a lot of times people have a lot of different causes for wanting to make suicide, wanting to commit suicide. Um like for me, it's largely mental illness, um, and that's a really big reason. Um a lot of times when you are mentally ill, you can only see through the lens of your illness. You can only see through the lens of a struggle. you can only see through the lens of being alone. Um, and it's really easy to feel alone when you have a mental illness because like I said from previous experience, nobody I know has not only doesn't have schizophrenia or schizoaffective disorder but nobody i know has a mental illness like nobody i know relies on doctors and medication and hospitals like i do and so that can be something that's very very isolating and that can be something that is kind of difficult because it makes me feel like i'm the crazy one it makes me feel like i'm the odd one out it makes me feel like The weirdo um so also I have a hard time talking about my issues really all issues but especially my mental illness um I've always had issues with that it's something that I'm a bit ashamed of a bit of embarrassed about but even the times where i have been able to talk about it and i have been able to get help from loved ones or just that support and comfort from loved ones um at this point i feel like i've ran out of the chances to do so um i feel like i can't go to anyone anymore when i'm struggling Mainly because I don't want to be the negative person that always has an issue. Um, I don't want to be that person that's always down. I don't want to always be like the suffering friend um, because I don't want any, I don't want to wear down anyone emotionally. And that's kind of a fear of mine is that I'm going to run everyone away because I'm crazy. Some other reasons are, like, hopelessness. Some people are in financial situations that they can't get out of. Some people are in, like, marriages or jobs that they can't get out of. And they just feel like there's no resolve. There's no cure. There's no out. Um, Some people are suffering medically. um, And they don't feel... As if there's anything that's going to give them relief except for suicide. Um, Other people, it's they're overwhelmed. They have too much going on. They have too many decisions. They have too many responsibilities. Um, They're just too much hurt and pain compounded together. And it makes them, it drives them to wanting to end their life. So, earlier I talked about how I have passive suicidal thoughts. There are two types of suicidal ideations. Um, The first one is what I have the most often. It's, like I said, passive. Um, However, these, I don't want to make it seem like these are okay. I don't want it to seem like these are um, perfectly okay to have because these can be triggered Easily, this person doesn't have like an active plan. This person probably isn't going to try to take their own life tomorrow or next week. And these are the thoughts that aren't necessarily always an emergency, these thoughts are not necessarily always a point in someone's life where they are in immediate danger um sometimes this can look like someone saying they want to go to sleep and not wake up um they think everything would just be better if they didn't exist they could possibly say that they would be indifferent if they died um they wouldn't care um all these things are just more abstract thinking the second type of suicidal thought is the active thoughts these are the more serious well not more serious these are the these are the thoughts that come with a plan these people are thinking of the methods they could use to take their own life I'm not going to talk about methods in this episode because I don't want to trigger anyone um and I don't want to encourage anybody to take their own life so I'm not gonna talk about methods in this episode. Um, But the active thoughts are thoughts that are emergencies. These are thoughts that do put the person in immediate danger. Um, These people oftentimes will set the time and date that they are gonna do it, and they will actively make plans um, to take their own life. Like I said earlier, these passive thoughts aren't necessarily okay to have because they can be triggered to turn into active thoughts. So they should be taken as seriously as active thoughts. When somebody feels like they're suicidal, oftentimes they can feel like there's too much pressure around them, like there's too much air in the balloon or they've experienced so much hurt that they're numb at this point i know i've definitely felt like that um i just felt like i had experienced so much i actually had i call it doomsday year um i had a year about i think four years ago i was 20 so yeah four years ago i turned 24 this year and it was one thing after another, repeatedly. Um, I call it the worst year of my life. Um, it was such a traumatic year for me. Plus, it was also a time where my mental illness was becoming what it is today. Because, And I'll probably do a mental illness episode, but basically my disorder came on gradually it started when I was maybe like 19 um and it progressed over the period of a couple years so um during doomsday year my mental illness was starting to become what it is today and so it was it was a lot it was a lot and I didn't know how to handle it so my passive thoughts that I was struggling with because I I do deal with passive thoughts a lot and I seem to always kind of go back to those thoughts. So at the time, those passive thoughts were triggered into turning into active thoughts. So if you are suicidal, if you're someone who wants to take their own life or is thinking about it. Um, first of all I would admonish you to please reach out to someone don't be like me please Um, talk to a loved one talk to a parent talk to a friend talk to a partner Um, one thing that has really stuck in my mind as hard as it is for me to open up is that anyone who loves you would 100% prefer to talk to you when you're suicidal than to talk about you at your funeral. Um, So please talk to someone, please reach out to someone. Please know that the people in your life want to listen to you and they want to help you. You just have to ask for the help. The next thing is to call a suicide hotline. Um, I will actually put that number in the description of this episode. Um, these are trained professionals who are knowledgeable in what you're feeling and what you're going through. And these are people that spend their time helping people like you. So these are some people that you can trust. And it's also confidential. So these are people you can trust and listen to and who will listen to you um there's also a number you can text if you don't feel like calling I will also put that number in the description of this episode um these are people that I've talked to several times um even if you're not suicidal if you're just having a really bad mental health day or you're in like an emotional crisis or something like that These people are there and also train people who can help you. Um, The third thing is go to your nearest hospital. If you are moments away from taking your own life, if you do not feel safe by yourself, if you feel like you cannot go on at all, I would say to go to your nearest emergency room or call nine one one. I know a lot of people don't really like involving psychiatrists or don't like involving or don't like to involve like hospitals or that level of care when it comes to their mental health. But I know personally, when I have gone to the hospital or when I have met with a psychiatrist. Um, Those are the moments when I got so much better. And I know a lot of times in the Black community and a lot of other communities of people of color, mental health is not talked about openly. It's not something that is really dealt with openly. And it's not something you can talk to other people about. And so me being a black woman, um, it was really hard for me initially to talk to my family about my mental health and talk to them about their reasons why I was suicidal. And even just telling them I'm suicidal anyway. Um, But it does get better. That's so cheesy and so corny. I know. But I promise you, when it comes to talking to your family, the more you talk, the more they understand. The more you open up, the more they understand. So if you know somebody who is suicidal, if you are um, talking to a loved one or you observe a loved one and you are wondering if they're suicidal, um, a lot of times suicidal ideation, consist of talking about dying um i know i've done this unintentionally but suicidal people will say things about their death or what would happen if they died um they will talk about when they die they will talk about wanting things for their funeral they will talk like their death is coming soon Um, a lot of times they will withdraw from social contact They will withdraw from their circle of people that love them and the people that they trust all of a sudden. So they'll also increase use of alcohol or drugs. Now, I will say that using alcohol and drugs are a lot of people's ways of coping with the stresses of life. Um, I know a lot of people with mental illnesses use alcohol and drugs in fact if you have a mental illness you are more likely to have a drug problem or be an alcoholic than people without a mental illness but a lot of people actually will start using drugs and alcohol to ease them into taking their own life a lot of people will also start saying goodbye to their loved ones Um, they will start talking as if they won't see you again. They will start talking as if they're going away for a while. Um, and you can, you can hear it. You can feel it when someone is just talking to you like they won't ever see you again. Um, there'll be personality changes. So a lot of times, and I feel like I've exuded this, a lot of times when really depressed people or really hopeless people decide to commit suicide um, their mood lifts for a minute they've been feeling so miserable all this time and then suddenly their mood lifts and they become a little bit more peaceful they become just a tad bit more calmer and usually this means that they have decided to take their own life and they know their suffering is about to come to an end because they aren't going to be here anymore. So, if anyone you know is exhibiting these signs, again, I will reiterate call 911 or go to your nearest hospital. They might be upset with you, but It's better for them to be upset with you than, again, for you to go to their funeral. So I would say to reach out to them. Some people, when they're suicidal, me included, don't want to tell people. They don't want to reach out for help. And so if you see something, say something. Um, Actually make the effort to see about them, have a conversation with them, anything to get their attention also make the effort to stick around for them you know don't just have the one conversation and forget about it and not pick it up again actually make the effort to follow up with them even like stay with them for the night if they need it Um, because a lot of us do need it i would also encourage if you are with someone who is suicidal or you're suicidal yourself i would like you to make a safety plan A safety plan basically lists your triggers, um, what you think makes you feel like this, what you feel like puts you in that hole to make you want to take your own life. You would also list the warning signs. Warning signs that it's getting bad again. Warning signs that your mood is getting lower. Warning signs that you are increasingly in danger you would also list the people that you can reach out to um, whether that be again a parent a partner a friend people who can be there for you in your time of need and lastly things you can do to distract yourself Um, these are also called coping skills things that you can do to If not, at least make you feel better, then at least keep you from harming yourself. Some of my coping skills are, you know, watching mindless funny TV, listening to music, taking a nap, taking a shower, whatever those are for you, go ahead and write those down. So I just want to end with you matter you are not alone you deserve to live and you deserve to be here and you deserve to get help i think i might end up saying this every episode but i would definitely 10 out of 10 always recommend you get a therapist especially if you're feeling suicidal um, because those individuals can help you work through those issues this has been the Life Jacket Podcast. Please remember to like, rate, and share this podcast. Share this with your friends and family, anyone who you believe this podcast will be helpful for. I'll talk to you next time. And again, this has been the Life Jacket Podcast.